Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. There we go. We continue the conversation on the talking point. Let me quickly take Anonymous from Durban. Anonymous, good morning. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, Anonymous? Fine, thanks. Hey, I must say, uh, what Sankisa is doing is very wonderful and uh, it's challenging all of us sitting in our corner. Mm. That uh, we can uh, bring a smile to those uh, innocent uh, kids. Uh, but here, uh, what I wanted to find out, Katie, is from those uh, so-called leaders who claim to be representing poor people, let's uh, what are they doing in their corners? Not using mm. government money, but from their pockets, mm. you know. I think it's high time uh, they come out and uh, learn from uh, what Kankiso and others are doing, you know, and also uh, take care of uh, innocent kids uh, that are suffering out there. Thank you. And, and you know, Anonymous, I, I think you've put it well. Yes, we must question what the leaders are doing, but we ourselves as individuals need to be challenged to do more even with the little that we think we have because that little might not be a little in the context of somebody else correct correct yeah, yeah. all right thank anonymous you, thank thank, okay. thanks for that call so, so i'm going to take now the the final guest that we have lined up for this hour and and it's really uh, along the lines of being active citizens right um what does it take to be an active citizen and why is it important uh, for all of us to get involved let me um welcome onto the show eddie twabala who is the founding director of the moboke foundation eddie good morning hi how are you Hi, okay, how are you, Eddie? I'm well, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Oh, this is Eddie from, from Odin Dals Ras. That's correct, that's correct. <laughs> how did you manage to get on the phone line when I'm when I'm talking to my guests? Go for it, Eddie. Yeah, no, um, I, I was told that I must talk about Mobile Care Foundation and what, what we are doing as Mobile Care Foundation. Oh! I didn't realize your surname yes. is Trabala. Oh, Eddie, I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that I can disguise. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see, yes. I see. Okay, All right, I, I Eddie, can, I hold. I can wait for that slot, then it's okay. No, 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 no. Hold on for me. You're the right Eddie. You're the Eddie I'm okay. looking for. Busisiwe right. um, Damini <laughs> is the patron of the Hope Fountain Early Learning Center. Busisiwe, uh, good morning to you. Kathy, what an owner. Hi, Busisiwe. Hello. Hi, hi, Kathy. Can you hear me? Oh, there we go. Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, beautiful. What an owner, Kathy. I'm so glad you could make time for us. And Raymond Perrier is the the director of the Dennis Hurley Center. Uh, Raymond, good morning to you. Good morning. I hope you can hear me okay. Yes, yes, I can. You know, the conversation I wanted us to have this hour is really just about what it takes to be an active citizen. Because often when we look at people doing great work in, in the country, in different communities, we, we might think, mm, th- this is for them, you know. They, they, these are the people that are cut up for, for this kind of work. And we don't always include ourselves or even see ourselves in the context of being those 
who can contribute, who can make a difference. So, Eddie, what does it take to be an active citizen? Hey, Oskati, you know, um, I want to be honest with you. Um, I was forced by what I normally read in, in the Bible. I want to be honest with that because I can't ignore that. And that made us as a family to say there's a need for us to open a mobile care foundation. And as you can see, mobile care, it means you, you say thanks to God for the life that he has given to us. And the same, the, what God is doing to us, we said, now we need to extend our hand to our community. Um, basically, that's what informed me and that's what influenced me to do that. Was this way for you? Yes, Kathy. Uh, well, with me, it took the passion. It just took the passion, the love for children and everything around it. And of course, I mean, with God being your helper, uh, I, I believe everything is, is, is possible. Well, there's lots of other obstacles well, that drove me into um, doing what I do. But I just believe the passion and God have put me where I am today. Raymond? Um, I think there are three key words that we all need to uh, return to. See, judge, act. We look around us, we see the situation, we judge that something needs to be done and find out how to do it, and we act. And unfortunately, quite often we're very good at the seeing, we're very good at noticing the problems and complaining about them, and not very good at the making a judgment and acting on it. But certainly mm -hmm. the people who come and volunteer here at the Dennis Hurley Center they come here because they see homeless people around Durban city centre. They judge that something can be done and they contact us and they act on that by coming in to help us serve, serve meals to the homeless. Mm. And uh, Raymond, you've touched a bit on what you do and I was going to give you guys an opportunity to, to tell us about the various organisations that you represent and the work that you've been doing in communities and where it is that you're actually operating out of. So Raymond, let me give you a chance then to, to just build on that. Thank you, yes. So we're right in the very heart of Durban. We like to say that we're at the soul of Durban because this is where all the faith communities of Durban have lived side by side for 150 years. And we're a center which brings together all those faith communities. So literally Catholics, Protestants, Hindus, Jews, Muslims, all working together to serve those most in need. And because of, the, of, of where we are in the, in the Durban CBD, that means most of the people we're helping are homeless guys and refugees. We're serving meals, providing healthcare, providing training, empowerment, uh, uh, helping people to get their IDs, helping people get back on their feet. Uh, but what's really interesting is that we find most people want to help. They don't always know how to help, and organizations like ours, and there are other organizations like ours around the country, provide a, an easy and, and, a, and a structured and a constructive way of people mm -hmm. turning their desire to help into practical action. That's beautiful. Busisiwe, tell us a bit more about yeah. your uh, organization, the Hope Fountain Early Learning, Learning Center. Well, uh, Hope Fountain Early Learning Center was uh, established in uh, 2016. Um, if you know uh, the, the location of Dunfontein, it's right downtown Johannesburg, where um, most of the buildings there are dilapidated. And... Um, Previously, Don Fontaine used to be, I mean, mostly a textile industry. So when all those clo shops closed, um, 
it became um, they became homes to mostly the migrant people. So uh, we started Hope Fountain um, in response to the social dilemmas that the children were facing, because most of the children uh, were not going to school, no trace. There was, I mean, uh, nothing around. And we just thought if we could start something, maybe to accommodate those children, uh, that could help. So uh, that's how it started. And um, well, along the way, we've discovered that there is more that we could do. I mean, we've uh, fed through the lockdown. Um, we've started projects on uh, GPV as well. We are looking at um, things that are affecting society as well. So we've got, you know, the parents that get involved in things to do with GPV. Um, yes, Kate. And Eddie, what, what work does your foundation do? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, you know, we appreciate this, this opportunity. Mobile um, Foundation was established in 2017. And the program that we are doing, because we, have, we are three directors in, in this uh, NPC, the program that we are doing um, is youth development and family life development. And we are also doing the corporate staff development um, for, for fundraising purposes, because it's difficult to get funds these days. And the thing that we are doing in terms of youth development, we, you know, we teach them in terms of leadership, uh, mentorship, and we encourage them to be involved in sports uh, and also in art, uh, in art activities. And what is also important, because um, we are based in the free state, but um, wherever I go, if you remember well, last time I was phoning from being in Alwal North, uh, uh, the border of Free State and, and, and Eastern Cape. We're also doing the same services in those areas because wherever we want to go, we want to branch in the corner, wherever we are. And the other thing is we encourage young people to take part in education because education, once you have education, that's the key that no one will take it from you. So basically those are the things that we do. And also drugs, drugs and substance abuse. We encourage young people to move away, to walk away from drugs and substance abuse because they are really destroying their lives once they are involved in, in those uh, activities. And when coming Eddie, to family life, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. sorry, sorry, Nakai. Eddie, what, what, what do you find becomes a challenge for people when, when, when it comes to supporting organizations like the one that you have? What is often uh, given as a reason for, for why people can't support or, or even get involved? You know, the perception that is there, and, and, and I'll refer to, because indiv as individuals, people can be able to support the, these organizations that are doing good to, uh, good job within their communities. And I'll also talk about the, 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 the corporate. The corporates are, are not doing uh, much to, to assist as well. And the, the reason for individuals, one will say, you know, once you don't have passion for, to, to lend a hand or to help others, that becomes difficult for you to look at another human being and see the other human being's needs and, and see how you can help. But people are saying maybe we are not marketing ourselves uh, sufficiently so that people can be able to assist these this NGOs and, or NPCs. But when coming to corporate, I don't know. You know, I've been saying, once we see a lot of social ills within our community, um, it's a reflection sometimes that the corporate um, uh, world, they are, they are not doing enough, enough in their C, uh, CSI, in their corporate social investment. I think they are, they are not doing all, they are channeling their funds to, you know, 
to um, issues that are not affecting communities. That's my personal yeah. view. Because yeah. um, in, in this uh, NPC, I've realized that it's like people are funding things that are not supposed to be funded. Even your social uh, department, I'm, I'm referring to government. You know, we even knocked in the president's office. And I'm sure when the president were reshuffling, there are ministers in the office of the president. You knock in their doors and you're not getting assistance. But whereas we are solving, we are solving social problems here. Once you, once you come up with drugs and substance awareness programs, that assists community. But you'll find that you don't get support. We do get, but it's not enough. Busisiwe, your experience for why um, organizations like like yourselves struggle with funding? Um, I think, uh, to be honest, Kathy, there's so much of, you know, ticking the box. Do you have that? Can you do that? Uh, why don't you have this? Okay, go and get this and stuff like that. Because I remember there's a time when I wanted just water for a function, you know, the school function. And, you know, uh, the, 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 the company that was giving me that wanted so much in getting a police affidavit. So, um, I am honestly not so sure why, but like my brother is just saying, that they, there's just so much, I mean, protocol. Uh, sometimes as organizations, we feel so discouraged. And I must be honest to say that um, I've tried the best that I could. Um, because I've said I've done it out of passion, um, getting funding myself, even sometimes taking from my own pocket to do things for the children because um, it's the passion. It's, it's the passion, like I say. Um, yes, Kevin. Mm -hmm. And Raymond, mm -hmm. what has your experience been? I, I confess we don't even try to get funding from government because getting the funding is incredibly hard, it's really random, it's illogical, and unfortunately it means that the organisations that are funded by government can then not speak out against government. So part of the role of our organisation is to speak out against some of the terrible policies, particularly that Etiquini Municipality has, that affects homeless people, uh, the Department of Home Affairs has in the way it treats refugees and asylum seekers. And uh, when you get money from, the, from government, then they tend, to, they tend to indicate that they expect your silence, they expect your, your, your uh, compliance, and that you're not going, to, not going to advocate for the needs of the people who, who you're helping. So when uh, Etiquini do as they've been doing this week, they go out, they send police out in the middle of the night to pick up homeless people and dump them outside the town so they can claim they solve the problem of homelessness. Uh, we are independent enough to be able to speak about that on the radio and tell the world that that's, what, uh, that's how our tax, uh, tax rounds are being used, a completely pointless exercise which harms people and is, of course, both illegal and immoral. You know, when we look at the work that is being done by NGOs, these organizations are really at the core face of the problems that we are facing as, as a society. And I, I, I think that, number one, there isn't enough credit that is given to NGOs because often they're the ones that are keeping communities together. They're the ones that are, that are keeping the fiber of, 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 of society together. But in many ways, Raymond, you're also able to, to tell what the true state of the country is because you have to deal with the problems that arise in our society on a day-to-day -day basis absolutely i mean for homelessness is a very is a very good indicator of that because homelessness is mostly a result of economic uh, decline and durban for example has been affected not just by covid but also then by the riots and then by the floods 
that's had a big impact on the Durban economy, which all of us are feeling. Uh, but the people right at the at the bottom of the of the ladder, uh, homeless people, are the ones most likely to feel it. We've seen a rise in homelessness in Durban city centre of about 40% uh, over the last three years since before sure. COVID. A rise of 40%, Raymond. That's, that's, that's absolutely devastating. Um, in a moment, I'm going to give uh, our guests an opportunity just to tell us, as South Africans, how can we help make their jobs a little easier? What is it that you and I can do to help contribute to the great work that they're doing? Um, we're also getting ready, of course, to, to wrap up the show. Um, this is the talking point, at least with me, uh, for, <laughs> for, for the year, for the foreseeable future. Before we do that, though, I want to take some of the WhatsApp voice notes that our listeners have been sending through. All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. I just say we're getting ready to wrap up the show. Thank you for acknowledging um, those that are doing work in, in your own communities that you think uh, deserve the mention and, and deserve to be recognized. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be wrapping up uh, with, their get, with our guests and also getting ready to wrap up the show. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. So I'll wrap up then by asking our guests, what is it that we as ordinary South Africans can do to be helping organizations like yourselves do better and making sure that you have a greater impact than, than what you currently have right now? Eddie? No, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, thanks, thanks, okay. Now, what, what we ask from co- communities is just for them when we make some events, that they attend those events because in those events sometimes they are entry fees because those entry fees they assist us to sustain the, the organization. The, the other point is that um, the office of the president must really, I, I remember, I think it's this year when he called all the uh, NGOs, uh, I think it was in Bobster, and we just make a request that the declaration that was taken in that uh, seminar that he called for all the NGOs had to get implemented because it was really a good session that the president called. But if you can see, um, its implementation will be happy. The request that we need as Mobile Care Foundation, because it's not enough to make awareness on drugs and substance abuse. We wanted to open a youth center uh, in Valcom so that we also involve these young people into a rehabilitation process. It's not enough with awareness. Because some of them are already, you know, uh, involved in, in this uh, uh, in drug activities. So we want to assist them in terms of rehabilitation processes. Then the last point of case that I wanted to, to, to make before I leave is that in the family life, uh, people need to know that as Mobile Care Foundation, we, have, we, we, we teach people about good parenting. Because you will find that once you have dysfunctional families, that's when you get these young people get, you know, so frustrated and give themselves to, to drugs. Last point is that this one is an announcement. People who are in need of clothes, Mobile Care Foundation will be giving out clothes. They can contact us on 072-140-8855. But it's only for children, I mean, youth who are 18 years and those who are 21 and those who are 28. That's, those are the sizes that we can be able to provide. They can give okay. us a call 
then we'll definitely assist where we can. Thank you very much. All right, Eddie, thanks for your contribution and, and all of the best with the work that you're doing. Busisiwe? Um, Ketheu, Alkot, Untate, Madiba, he said you can judge a society by the way it treats children. I just ask that the society um, come through, maybe volunteer, come through and see what exactly we are going through. If I can tell you, Kathy, I'm actually in England now and I'm trying to raise as much as I can to take back home. So can the cries of the South African children be so loud? Can, can they be any louder than they are right now? I just ask uh, that um, the listeners in the corporate world, they become our ears, maybe um, in all CIS programs, um, so that something can do something. I just ask that we do something. I ask that do something, whatever you are. Teach a child to read, buy a book, and um, we are reachable on, we are actually, oh, sorry. We are reachable on Hope Fountain, ELC at um, gmail.com, uh, and my number is 061 thank you so much again for the work that you are doing and for being part of this conversation. Raymond, I guess you're going to have the final word here. So I would I'd return to those three words I used at the beginning, see, judge, act. Wherever you are in the country, if you're in a city or a small town or a village, you can look around, you can see what the issues are around you. You can judge what's a good way of responding and notice organizations that are already in place and there are lots of organizations in place sometimes they're formal ngos sometimes they're projects linked to churches sometimes it's a small community group but they're people who are already doing good work so look at the work they're doing and then judge what can you do to contribute and it might be contributing some time it might be contributing some goods it might be giving money but follow through on that and I really would discourage people from thinking that they know what the solution is and then just turning up and trying to do it. I'm afraid uh, mm -hmm. at our organization, people turn up with all kinds of, with very good intentions. They turn up with things which are completely inappropriate and they say, oh, we've come to help. So why don't you phone first and ask what we need? So ask the organizations mm -hmm. that are already doing work, how can we help? What do you need? Uh, don't presume you know. Use a, make a phone call, send a WhatsApp message, send an email, find out from local organizations what what uh, uh, goods or services they can they can benefit from and then I hate to be hate to be unfashionable but money is useful we've all seen the rise in utilities bills and NGOs utilities bills have gone up as well we've all seen the rise in fuel bills uh, 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 um, uh, NGOs uh, petrol and diesel bills have gone up as well so if you've got cash especially for example if you had extra money in December or you're getting a pay rise in January, then think about making a contribution. And the, what I would always recommend is find one or two organizations you really care about and focus on them. Don't do a little bit here and a little bit there because, that, mm. because then it, 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 it's very scattered. Instead, find organizations that really speak to you, that you believe are reliable and are doing good work, and then work, plan to work with them and support them, not just once off, but over, over a period of time, a period of, of, of months, if not years, because that's All how right. you make a difference. Thank you so much, uh, Raymond, for being part of this conversation. It's been um, such a lovely morning being out here in Pimville and also giving 
um, the opportunity on this platform to have the conversation of not, not only focusing on the work that is being done by community activists, by ordinary South Africans, but also uh, recognizing just some of the initiative that has come from corporates in, in certain spaces that, that are helping support these NGOs. They need as much of our help as possible. And, and I don't think that we can do it without the contribution of collective stakeholders in, in society. So I'm, I'm very happy to leave it on this note um, for 2023. I will see you guys. Well, not really see you, but I will be with you again next year. Thank you guys so much for making the talking point what it is. Um, you guys helped us clinch that uh, daytime show of the year award. And I'm eternally grateful for the contributions that you bring to this platform as our listeners. And I hope that we can continue to build the show to be something that reflects this country, but also that responds, that helps all of us respond uh, to the challenges that we're facing. And in the process, also bring hope for what we can be as uh, a society. So uh, this is me now officially signing out from the talking point for 2023. It'll be a couple of months uh, before you hear from me again. What I will do though is that I will leave you with a song. It's a song from the future. The reason I call it a song from the future is that it's a song from the young ones and they are the future of this country. <laughs> Take care. Have a safe festive season and I hope that you are blessed in every way.